let, let me, let me, I'm going to land this real quick, and, but you're going to get it because it's the word of the Lord. This is fresh manna from heaven. Beautiful. I want you to hear me carefully. Here's the word of the Lord. It's crazy. We began a series behind closed doors today. We're going to pivot to beyond closed doors. Little pivot from behind to beyond. I want to title this sermon today, What's Your Default Setting? What's Your Default Setting? If you have an iPhone, raise your hand. If you still have a dreaded Android, raise your other hand. You're fine. I'm not judging you. Look at me. We have space for you. Seriously. Now, I'm not hating the Android. It's, people think I hate. No, I don't. There's room for that. We, we love everyone. <laughs> but on your phone, if your phone, if your phone right now, if a virus would hit your phone, your computer, your laptop, your smartphone, your whatever it may be, your iPad, whatever it may be, there's something called default settings. So I had an issue with my iPhone. I went to the Roseville Galleria, went to the iPhone store where you have to wait in perpetuity in line. And my goodness, especially around the Christmas season, it's like, what just happened here? And we're waiting in line, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I went, this is not working. And this is what they told me. Listen, we can fix this like this if you're willing. And I went, what do you mean? Did they ask you questions? Did you upload anything to the cloud? It's another sermon for another day, and which I will be preaching about the cloud. And doing all of that, I went, what, what, what's the point here? Listen, uh, uh, Sam, is Sam Rod, I gotcha. We could just... Erase everything and go back to default settings. What does that mean? Well, you have an issue on your phone, so we could easily just press a button here. Everything will be erased post facto, but your phone will work because we're bringing everything to default setting. The default setting is the original program, the original configuration regarding your phone, the original settings. So everything will be erased, but you go back to your default settings. When things don't work out well, you can go back to your default settings. And people do. So the question is, what's your default setting? What do you go back to when the virus hits? What do you go back to when things do not line up? What do you go back to when things collapse? What do you go back to when you get the bad report? What do you go back to when at your job? What do you go back to when the relationship falls apart? What do you go back to when things are not right? What's your default setting? Well, there's a story from John chapter 21. It's right after what we covered in the past few weeks. After Jesus resurrected and encountered his disciples behind closed doors, where he demonstrated his wounds, his side piercing, and he breathed out the Holy Spirit. After he did that, you would assume that the disciples would go out there and change the world. What if I tell you the disciples, led by Pedro, that's Peter, Peter leads the peeps, and he takes them back to their default setting. John 21. Later, Jesus appeared once again to a group of his disciples by Lake Galilee. It happened one day while Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, Jacob, John, and two other disciples were all together. Peter told them, listen to this. Peter told them, I'm going fishing. And they all replied, we'll go with you. Touch your neighbor and just tell him, be careful who you're listening to. There's a reason for that. I mean, Peter is the vociferous, charismatic leader who had denied Jesus three times. And all of a sudden, he leads the charge. So they went out and fished through the night. They went back to fishing. They went back to fishing. What is fishing? Ladies and gentlemen, for your prayerful consideration, here's the supposition for today. They went back to doing what they were doing before they encountered. They, they went back to doing before. They, they, went back to the, they went back to doing what they were doing when Jesus met them three and a half years before. 
they went back to their default setting. Aha. And here it is. I'm not making it up. It's the word of God. So they went out and they fished through the night, but they caught. They caught what? They caught nothing. Then at dawn, Jesus was standing there on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize it was him. He called out to them saying, hey guys, did you catch any fish? Not a thing, they replied. Jesus shouted to them, throw your net over the starboard, the right side, and you'll catch some. Jesus knew where the fishes were. And so they did as he said, and they caught so many fish that they couldn't even pull in the net. Hmm. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is the guy writing this, self-serving, said to Peter, said it is, but it's beautiful, full of the Holy Spirit, but still self-serving. It's, it's the favorite one, who happens to be me, said to Peter, I'm not making it up, he actually said that. It's, he said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Peter heard him say that, he quickly wrapped his outer garment around him, and because he was athletic, the Aramaic translation, because he was athletic, y'all grew up reading because he was naked. The Aramaic translation is because he was athletic. He dove right into the lake to go to Jesus. Default setting. Let me explain something. They went back to doing what they were doing when Jesus encountered them. This is the before Jesus default. They went back. The disciples went back to doing what they were doing before they met Jesus. Disciples went back to their default setting. The disciples went back to doing what they were doing before they met Jesus. It's actually there where they met Jesus three and a half years before and history was changed. Let me reiterate one more time. The disciples went back to doing what they were doing before they encountered Jesus. And Jesus called them out from the Sea of Galilee and the rest is history. One more time. They went back to doing what they were doing before Jesus. And they caught what? I'm going to say that one more. Let's do the math here. They went back and they caught what? This is what happens when you go back. You catch. Yep. You catch nothing when you go back because there's nothing back there. I said there's nothing back there. Let me say it one more time for the hearing impaired. There's nothing back there. There's nothing when you go back. There's nothing in your past. There's nothing of any significant value when you go back to what you were doing before you met Jesus. There's nothing in the past behavior. There's nothing in that past relationship. There's nothing in that past text message, in that past DM. There's nothing in the past. There's nothing. Well, why do you want to go back to what God took you out of? It's time to change your default setting. I'm preaching to somebody right now, maybe somebody online. Recently, you've had pressure to go back. Things didn't Things did not line up the way you thought they were going to. Your expectations weren't met. The outcome was a bit different than the way you actually perceived it to be or the way you wanted it to be. But then what did you do? You went back to your default setting. I want you to hear me. Listen carefully. There's nothing, nothing at all that you can possibly acquire. Nothing at all in your past waiting for you. I need you to hear me right now. There's nothing there. Tell that old way. It's just... I. Whatever is trying to grab you from the past, whatever is trying to pull you in from the past, I dare you to stand up today under this anointing and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I dare you to tell that old way of thinking, I'm not going back. Tell that old way of speaking, I'm not going back. Tell that old way of behaving, I'm not going back. I dare you today to say, things may not be lining up the way that I expected them to line up, but God, but God, but God, I am not going back. In the matter of fact, instead of going back, I dare you to go forward in the name of Jesus. I dare you to push forward in the name of Jesus. 
Isaiah 43 says, you've heard this before, forget what happened long ago. Don't even think about the past. Don't go there. Don't think there. Don't speak there. Don't live there. Don't look back. Don't think back. Don't speak back. When you make a final determination that you will never look back, think back, or speak back, then God's glorious future for you will be unleashed. Why would God trust you with an anointing and a destiny and a future if he unleashes what you've been asking for if you have a default setting that you always go back? I need you to change your default setting. I need you out of your mouth, out of your anointed chalupa. I need you to declare today, I am never going back. I dare you to say that right now. If you really want to, if, if you want to give the devil acid reflux, open up your mouth right now and say, that's it. I'm not going back. I dare you to say it with an attitude. Say it with a little swag. Say, come what, come what may, as for me and my house, we're never going back. We're never going back to what God took us. I'm preaching now. We're never going back to what God took us out of. We're not going back to addiction. We're not going back to victimization. We're not going back to the abusive relationship. We're not going back to the bondage. We're not going back to a religious setting that actually condemned us. We're not going back. Is there anyone here and anyone around the world that dares to open up your mouth and shout, I am not going back. I need you to praise like you're never going to go back. Worship like you're never going to go back. Give God glory like you're never going back. Don't go back. Don't go back because you will catch what? Let's do it again. You will catch what? You will catch what? Yes, you will catch nothing. That's what you catch when you go back. Mm. Mm. So So the first point is change your default settings. The second little point is you have to learn to manage it before you master it. Yeah, you gotta learn how to manage it before you master it. You if you don't show God that you're faithful in managing it, you'll never get promoted. I'll show you verse. You want promotion without showing him fidelity and management. If you don't manage what you currently have, then stop asking God for promotions. You have to manage the now in order to be promoted in the next. Let me explain. Jesus shouted to them, Jesus, throw your net over the the starboard side, the right side, and you'll catch some. A couple of things here real quick, a little truth. First, to catch fish, they had what? They had what? So they wanted to catch fish, so they had a what? Because you need something to catch something. You didn't get that. I go right now to the Sacramento River, the American River. I go right now. Sacramento River, American River. Pastor Sam goes there right now. No net, no fishing rod, no bait, nothing. I walk in there with a frying pan. He's going to walk up with a frying pan. I'm going to go to the American River, Sacramento River next to, American River next to my house. I'm going to go there, right there, off Folsom. I'm going to have a frying pan in my hands. Tell Pastor Rava, put some garlic and olive oil in it already. <laughs> go to the shoreline, right there, next to the river. And Pastor Sam, I'm an anointed man of God. I'm anointed. 
so I don't need anything. All I'm going to do is fish. Come here. What will happen? Zero. Nothing impossible stay in the nearest mental asylum for a couple days. Nothing will happen because you need something to. There are people in life that think that they can catch something without having something in their hands. You need something to catch something. They had a net because there was an expectation they would catch some what? I need to tell you, I need to tell you, there are people that would like the mountain to move, but they don't have any faith. There are people that would, that would love to see God without holiness. They want to get to heaven without going through Jesus. You want to overcome without the blood of the lamb. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to tell you the truth. And I know this is offensive to some because I'm not supposed to be saying this. But in, according to scripture, you need to have something to catch something. What does it mean? You need faith to move mountains. You need holiness to see God. You need the blood to overcome. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You need to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he died on the cross and he resurrected for you to be saved. You need conviction to speak truth. Are you with me right now? You need to have something in order to catch something. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think you come to church for? Because faith is a net. Praise is a net. Worship is a net. The word of God is a net. The name of Jesus is a net. Living right, pursuing righteousness is a net. But you must learn to manage before you master it. Luke 16. Here it is. The one who manages the little, who has been given with faithfulness and integrity. If you manage what you've been given with faithfulness and integrity, you will be promoted and trusted with greater things. I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you. I say that with fear and trembling. I need you to put a smile on your face because many of you have been faithful in managing what God gave you. You've been faithful. There were times you, that, that, you, that you said, God, I can't believe I'm, when will I, will there ever be a shift? And God said, just be faithful, be faithful. And you've been saying, God, but am I ever going to see my dream come? And God said, just be faithful, be faithful. Has anybody ever heard from God, be faithful? I'm speaking to all of you who have been faithful on good days and bad days, rainy days, dry days, on days of drought and days of over. You were faithful. I'm, I'm talking to all the faithful. You've been faithful. In your marriage, you've been faithful. In your home, you've been faithful. At your work, you've been faithful. You've been faithful. You weren't perfect, but you were faithful. Am I preaching to anybody here? You've been faithful. And even when you swayed a little bit, God said, and you were back to being faithful. So I'm here to tell everyone, put a, here it is. If you've been faithful managing, put a smile on your face. Because God's about to promote you like you've never. Nope. I dare you to believe that promotion is coming your way. I'm going to say that one more time. I dare you to believe that for you and your house, promotion is coming your way. If you believe that, praise God like you believe promotion. If you're ready for your promotion, raise your hands. By the way, that's not an eternity. That's now. And that's a different promotion. If you're ready for a promotion right here, raise both hands and a foot. If you're ready for God to trust you with greater things, raise both hands really, really high. 
I want you to look at me. I sense the Holy Spirit right now. I'm speaking to every person who has been administering. You've been managing what God placed in your hands. Relationships, jobs, even serving somebody else. Listen, Luke 16 says this. But those who cheat with the little they've been given will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. If you have not handled the riches with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the spiritual world? And if you have not been proven faithful with what belongs to somebody else, why should you be given something of your own? When you serve somebody else with integrity, when, you, when instead of doing your own thing, you serve someone else, God sees that. Even when that person hasn't been perfect to you, even when that person hasn't treated you completely right, but God saw your fidelity. God looked at you and said, aha, that's what I'm looking looking for all right all right you could have given up but you didn't you could have turned around but you didn't you could have split but you didn't so I'm going to give you something bigger than anything you have ever asked for or imagined is anybody in this house ready for a promotion right here right now oh man raise your hand let me speak prophetically into you right now because you've been faithful because you learned how to manage with integrity and fidelity, promotion is coming your way. You're saying, Pastor Evan, that, what's that, rhetorical hyperbole? That's a word of faith? I am releasing the word of God upon you. That's not my word. That's Luke 16. Promotion is coming your way. If you're ready, if you're ready for your promotion, I need you to say, I'm ready. If you're desperate for your promotion, I need you to lift up both hands and go like, seriously, I'm ready. Like, if you don't want 2000, how about if I tell you 2019 is not only a year of breakthrough, it's a breakthrough for your promotion. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to see your family promoted? Are you ready to see, are you ready, come on, are you ready to see promotion in all aspects of your life? Are you ready for spiritual promotion? Are you ready to be promoted at your job and your work and your relationship? Are you ready for financial promotion? Are you leveled? Are you ready to go from one level of glory to the next level of glory? If you are, praise like you're ready for promotion and shout like you're ready for promotion and worship like you're ready for promotion. Here it goes. All right, all right. So Jesus knew. Jesus knew. I'm, I'm about, let me land this. Let me, let me hurry. So Jesus knew. So he, 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 he Jesus knew. Hey, hey, guys, on the right-hand side, the starboard side, go. There's fish there. So, all right. They didn't even know who was telling them. They were so desperate, they would listen to anyone. Because they did not know yet. They didn't know. Don't act like they knew. They didn't. But they were so desperate. When you're desperate, you listen to anyone. Yeah. So they did it. And then, because Jesus knows where to find. Jesus knows where your blessing. Jesus knows where you can find your blessing and your breakthrough. It's in him. It's in him. It's in him. It's in him. So they did 2 Peter 1.3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. Here it is. It's in him. And this is, they obeyed. Pastor Mercedes, they obeyed. So they did. They obeyed. Now they worked through the night. They sacrificed through the night. And they caught what? I can't hear it. They caught what? One act of obedience is exponentially more fruitful than a lifetime of sacrifice. You miss that. There are people that sacrifice their entire lives to try to see a positive outcome. When all you need to do is obey the words of Jesus. 
If you obey God's word, you will reap a greater harvest than a lifetime of sacrifice. Are you with me right now? Has anybody here, is there anybody here who can bear witness that you spent many years sacrificing and you saw nothing? And the moment you obeyed the word of God, you saw something come to pass. If you've seen that, raise your hand. Obedience is better than what? Obedience is better than what? 1 Samuel 15, 22, one more time. Obedience is better than what? If you learn to obey the word of God, whoo, you will do less sacrificing via the conduit of more obedience. And the, the, net, the net was not just filled. The net was filled to what? To capacity. They went from nothing to everything. They went from nothing to overflow. No, you, you need to get this. They, they went from nothing. The net got so filled that they couldn't even, watch this, read the, read the word. They couldn't even put it in the boat. They dragged it to the shore because they weren't ready. The boat wasn't ready to handle what God provided. Nope, you missed it. They went from nothing to overflow. They went from nothing. They went from I need help to catch something to I need help to carry everything. I'm preaching to three people right now. I'm, oh, wow. They, they couldn't even put it in the boat. They had to drag it. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, get a bigger boat. Get a bigger boat. Tell them what God is sending your way. I need you to get something big to manage everything that is coming your way. Get a bigger boat. Get a cruise ship. I need you to call Royal Caribbean and Norwegian. Call up Carnival. You're going to need a cruise ship, baby. Get a bigger boat. Get a bigger boat. They went from nothing, from nothing, obedience. They went from nothing. And via the conduit of obe obeying God, they had beyond, they, they just, they couldn't even, they couldn't even, they couldn't even lift up your hands. They, they, they couldn't even. You, you, do you think that God is done taking people from nothing to everything? Do you think this is a once in a chance thing? Where Jesus no longer takes you from nothing to everything. I mean, you, you would think that you would go from zero to ten fishes to twenty to thirty. But Jesus said, I'm going to go from nothing to maximum capacity. Where you're going to need some help to drag, to drag. Some of you are going to have to jump out of the boat and help drag the blessing to the shoreline. I'm preaching now. My goodness, help us, Lord. I need you to get ready. What God is sending your way is going to require more than you to manage everything that God is pouring out for his namesake, for his glory. I need you to believe with that. Are you ready for this? I'm going to land. I'm going to land. I'm going to land. So, so, Pastor Nathan, get this. I know you don't get, you don't, you, you, you got, you with me, you with me here. This is the part, this is the country. John, no one knew it was Jesus until John saw the overflow. Read it. John didn't say it's Jesus before the fish landed in the net. When John saw the net full of maximum capacity fishes, John said, 
That's Jesus. Hey, when your net is full to capacity and you have unprecedented favor, don't think it was you, baby. Don't give yourself the glory. Don't even credit other people. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's Jesus. Jesus. All the glory belongs to Jesus. All the honor belongs to Jesus. All the praise belongs to Jesus. Somebody shout, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Lift up your hands. Stand with me. You're already standing. Listen, look up here. Everything good comes from above. When John saw that the net was so full, he knew automatically, I've been there, seen this. Yeah, that's Jesus. We can't forget everything good that happens to us comes from above. Are you with me right now? The moment we think it is us, the moment we actually, we, the moment we take the selfie and say, Look what my gift did. That's the moment the Holy Spirit will convict you and say, No, look what my grace has done. It's not your gift, baby. It's His grace. Are you with me right now? John saw the net full. I sense an anointing here. John saw the net full and said, it's Jesus. Lift up your hands. To God be the glory. Hold on for a second. Lower that sunshine completely. Lift up your hands. Andre Crouch. Wrote a song many years back, taking this moment to the next level. Song I grew up with. But I've seen my net empty, and I've seen my net full. I've seen them both. I know what it is to have default settings that connected me to the past, and I know what it is to jump out of the boat and swim to shore where Jesus changed my default settings. But I will always remember that when my net is full, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the Remember that? To him. Be the glory for the things 
give him glory like you know. Somebody say it's Jesus. Somebody say it's Jesus. What if I tell you that if you're here right now and you're watching, your net is about to go from empty to overflow. No, you're not hearing me. What if I tell you that as long as you give him the glory, your net will never be empty again? How many believe that with me right now? What if I tell you that you'll go from one level of glory to the next level of glory? How many believe that with me right now? I need you to believe with me. I need you to believe with me that you're about to go from an empty net to a net of full capacity. You're going to go from crying out for help to crying out for help for somebody to help you carry all of the blessings that God is sending your way. If you got this word, lift up your hands. If you really got it, we're going to let you go. Watch this. Which is, which is what John, the moment he saw it was Jesus, he knew it. Because only God can do that. Only God could take you from nothing to something. From some, matter of fact, only God can take you from nothing to everything. Not even something, but everything. Is, I'm done, I'm done. I gotta show you, I gotta show you this, please, please. Watch this. So this is John, the favorite. So John comes around and says, That's Jesus. Then he goes like this. He likes to tease this guy who's a trip. Hey, he didn't tell anybody else. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. That's Jesus. Peter. Buffed up Peter. Creatine steroid using Peter. <laughs> Kidding about that. Old Testament creatine pomegranate juice. He comes along. That's who? It's Jesus. It's the only one that could do this. Jumps in. He jumps in. Everybody else stayed in. He jumps in. There's, there's something about Jesus that makes you jump in. There's something about Jesus that, that compels you to leave your comfort zone and dive into the sea of conviction there's something about Jesus that drives you to leave the drama behind and launch yourself into the waters of your destiny there's something about Jesus and he dove in he dove in he jumped in he jumped in I would love to, I would just imagine Peter just going I'm going all in what compelled him he denied Jesus three times. He saw Jesus behind closed doors. There's never anything in scripture that Peter and Jesus ever addressed prior to this moment coming up. What happened? Never. There's never a text message from Peter to Jesus. Hey, we got to talk, man. When you were carrying the cross, like, let's just say I use language. We have to talk. Never happened. His actions spoke louder than his words. Somebody said, somebody preached one time and said, disciples were weak, only Peter jumped in. No, Peter was the one that needed to jump in. Last time he jumped on the water in Matthew, he went into the water, it was because of faith. This time it was because of forgiveness. Faith makes you walk, forgiveness makes you jump in. He had no interest in walking on top of the water and showing faith. That boy needed forgiveness. 
one he already received he didn't even know yet until Jesus tells him do you love me lift up your hands why are you here in this church today on a stormy day in Northern California those watching online around the world why are you tuning in right now because God is telling you change your default settings there's nothing back there there's nothing in your past of any significant value change your default settings let your default setting be Jesus be the Word of God the Spirit of God the mercy and the grace and the love of God let that be your default setting why are you here because God is telling you obedience is better than sacrifice because God is telling you if you are faithful with the small things I'm gonna promote you in the larger things because God is telling you your empty net is about to become a net of overflow and abundance and promotion are you willing to jump in raise both hands father seal this word in every heart mind body soul and spirit every single person here right now in this auditorium and around the world watching this live You are the God that provides all of our needs according to your riches, which are in glory, Philippians 4.19. Thank you because you are the God of the overflow. You are the God of Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly, abundantly, above all, anything and everything we could ever imagine or ask for. So today, we decree and declare that from this moment on, our nets will not be empty. Our nets will be filled in the name of Jesus. We believe in Jesus' name that we will pursue righteousness. That with faith, that's our net, we will move mountains. With holiness, we will see God. With confessing Jesus, we are eternally saved. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That with perfect love, all fear is forevermore expelled. And with your grace, everything is done and sufficient. We have our net. We're ready for a catch. We're ready to do this in Jesus' name. If you believe this prayer and it's your prayer, somebody shout amen.